Joe Alt is a perfect fit for the Tennessee Titans in the first round of the draft. I'm going over my seven-round mock draft on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is day five of off-season roadmap week time for my seven-round mock draft. We did a grade of the coaching staff so far. We did in-house free agents stay or go. We did cap casualties and how much salary cap space the Titans have. Yesterday, we did a mock free agency, and today, again, we cap off off-season roadmap week with a seven-round mock draft. If you missed any of the previous episodes from the week, make sure that you go back and check those out. I know my everydayers out there didn't miss a single one. Couldn't thank you guys enough for all that you do for the show. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed to the number one Tennessee Titans podcast in the world. Throw a thumbs up on the video as well. If you're watching on YouTube, the show's always free. All I ask for in return is the press of a button. And I also want to take a moment here and thank you all for subscribing to the Tic Tac Titans film channel here on YouTube. Over a thousand subscribers, over 5,000 views on the first video. And the second video is coming out on Monday. So make sure that you go down in the comments, you click the link, and you get subscribed to my film channel Tic-Tac Titans. Appreciate all you guys for all the support you've shown throughout the last few weeks. It's been incredible. But with that being said, you're here for draft content, and draft content is what I'm going to give you. So, I used Pro Football Focus's draft simulator, and I'll say this, it is frustrating because that is my favorite draft simulator out of all of them. I don't like the other simulators that are available, but it's not up to date in the fact that it doesn't have the Titans with their second, seventh round pick. So, only six picks, but... It's missing the seventh rounder. We'll fill that in at the end of the show. But as for the first pick, the first six picks in front of the Titans went three quarterbacks and three wide receivers. I would I would love to see that if that happened because the Tennessee Titans ran up to the podium at pick number seven and took Joe all offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. My number one perfect fit for the Tennessee Titans in this draft is Joe Alt. Now, you ask me who my number one overall player is, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. If the Titans could get their hands on Marvin Harrison Jr. at seven, then by all means, that would be great. But I've already done an episode talking about how it's just not likely, not feasible for the Titans to trade up and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Would not be a wise move for where they're at as a team. So sticking and picking, if they can stick at seven, and pick up the best offensive lineman in the NFL, and maybe the best offensive line prospect since Penny Sewell a few years ago, that would be an absolute home run. I mean, last year, the Titans drafted Peter Skaronsky, and there are still, there are still arguments online about whether Skaronsky should have had a chance to play at tackle. You do not have those arguments. With Joe Alt, there's no conversation about arm length or size or is he a... No, 
Joe Alt is a prototypical, made-in-a-lab offensive tackle. Six foot eight, long arms, 320, 330. He is a monster of a man. And what I love is Alt is a converted tight end. He was a tight end originally coming in in Notre Dame before he got flipped over to be an offensive tackle. So he has the athleticism necessary and he has the feet necessary to dance with some of these uber athletic edge rushers that you're going to see week in and week out in the NFL. Whether it be the small guys with great bend like a Harold Landry, whether it be the big guys with a ton of power, Joe Alt has the ability to counter those players. So you get Joe Alt at left tackle. And you pair that with what we've already done this week in all-season roadmap week. You have Joe Alt at left tackle. You have Peter Skaronsky at left guard. You have Lloyd Cushenberry at center. You have Dylan Radins at right guard. Then you add in right tackle from free agency, Jonah Williams. That is... A very good offensive line. You have the makings of a very good offensive line that can execute that zone-blocking system that Bill Callahan and Brian Callahan are going to install here. And you also have guys who are pass protectors in nature. Okay? So athleticism to get it done in the run game. And then the ability to pass protect. The ability to anchor against bull rushes. You have it from start to finish across the offensive line. I mean... Again, that's why this continues to be the perfect pairing. If if you're as tapped in as me, which I realize not everyone can be. I do get paid to be this locked into the team. But watching the corpse of Taylor Lewan, Kendall Lamb, Ty Sambrello, into Dennis Daly, into Andre Dillard, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, even Dylan Raiden's getting a chance at left tackle. Jalen Duncan. I mean, watching what we have seen at left tackle for the last three seasons. I mean, it's it's made me die inside. It has aged me like I was the president of the United States. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've seen the side-by-side comparisons of how that could age you. I mean, watching the Titans left tackle get their quarterback destroyed multiple years in a row and get the quarterback injured multiple years in a row has taken a toll on me. And I'm just so sick of it. I'm sick of it. So if you can get Joe Alt and you could put him next to Peter Skaronsky, even if the Titans don't get the free agent hits that I'm talking about, I'm still going to be so happy. I'm going to be over the moon. I'm going to be elated. Again, Marvin Harrison Jr. is my number one prospect in the entire draft. But my second best is Joe Alt. And considering who is realistically could be available for the Titans at seven, Joe Alt is just an absolute slam dunk. Like, you cannot go wrong. So, please, I'm begging you, Chargers, Giants, really, Patriots, take a quarterback. Cardinals, take MHJ. Chargers, please take Brock Powers or, or Roma Dunze or something. All of the reporting right now, all of the reporting, and people who you trust, people who typically have a good beat on the NFL, are saying the Chargers are going to go offensive line, and that's probably going to be Joe Alt. So it makes me sad, but in this mock draft, Joe Joe Alt was there, and you know that I'm the leader. I'm the president of the Alt cult. So there's no chance that I was passing up Joe Alt. But honestly, I might be most excited about what I was able to do with the Titans' second pick in the second round. Excited to dive into that with you guys. Before I do, though, 
Do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Man, what a game we saw last Sunday. But as usual, the commercials stole the show in my book. DoorDash went all out for game day. And they DoorDash stuff from all of the ads to one lucky winner. Yes, cars, snacks, even tax software. And somehow, somehow, DoorDash pulled it off. Now, I'm a little bummed that I didn't win, but you got to hand it to them. It was one heck of a delivery. DoorDash is the all-in-one app for your everyday needs from restaurants to groceries to flowers to gifts. Next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or just time, you can get so much more than you realize. Deliver. Didn't have time to hit the grocery store last weekend after all that big game commotion, or maybe your bar cart has been mysteriously cleared out. Stock back up for the week ahead with delivery from DoorDash. Get dinner for tonight, groceries for the week, or a consolation prize for your sad friends in San Francisco. All on DoorDash. DoorDash, it's your door to more. Head to the DoorDash app and get everything you need delivered. Titans fans, let's con- uh, continue. Continue? Okay. Got me? I'm ready to go. Ready. All right. Let's continue today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. It is my seven-round mock draft capping off all-season roadmap week. We graded the coaching staff. We decided to bring back in-house free agents or let them walk. We talked about cap casualties, salary cap space. Talked about free agency yesterday. So wanted to cap things off here with a seven-round mock draft on Monday. It's going to be our first mock draft Monday of the offseason, unless some big news happens, which, of course, I always pivot to the biggest news available. But going to go over mock drafts from other people and what other people are seeing for the Tennessee Titans. But here, we started with Joe Alt at pick number seven. Slam dunk, home run, perfect pick for the Titans. Couldn't do any better. But now, we get into round two, pick number 38. And look, Eventually, I'm going to I'm gonna do so many different mock drafts, guys, and go over the different machinations. But eventually, I'm going to look at a mock draft where the Titans trade back in round two. And I think that would have been a great idea here. But for our first seven-round mock draft, I just wanted to stay firm with where the Titans are and pick where they're at. And at pick 38, I had some options, okay? Could have went with uh, Tez Walker from North Carolina. Could have went with Xavier Worthy. The speedster from Texas. Could have went with Xavier Leggett, the physical athlete from South Carolina. Had a lot of different, I mean, off of wide receiver. Darius Robinson, the impressive edge rusher from Mizzou. Uh, Zach Frazier, the center from West Virginia. Uh, Patrick Paul. Patrick Paul from Houston, the offensive tackle, who a lot of people like. But considering that I got Joe Alt in the first round, didn't need a double dip at tackle or offensive line, don't need to go defense. So I stayed at wide receiver. But instead of Walker, instead of Worthy, instead of Leggett, I went with my favorite pairing with Joe Alt. A.D. Mitchell, Adonai Mitchell from Texas, six foot four, big-bodied, maybe not big-bodied, he's a skinny guy, but I mean, six foot four, that's a foot taller than me, that's a big-bodied guy, all right? He's got great speed, 
Way more deceptive quickness than you would think. The ability to run routes better than you would think for a guy his size. Can go up and get the ball. You know, T. Higgins was 20 pounds heavier than A.D. Mitchell was coming out of college. He's just, you know, a thicker guy. But you see the similarities in the game style. In the way that they play. And what they can offer to an offense. Get down the field. Jump over top of guys and make plays. I mean, A.D. Mitchell would... I think that he's probably going to end up going in the first round. I think you look at Brian Thomas, Jr., Troy Franklin, and A.D. Mitchell as the three other wide receivers that can go in the first round with the top three that we all know about, MHJ, Malik Neighbors, Ramadunze. I think those three guys probably go in the first round. But, man, if if the Titans left the first two rounds with Joe Alt and A.D. Mitchell, I mean... I would have a conniption live on camera. I wouldn't be able to contain myself. I, like, it would be absolutely unreal to hit the two biggest needs on the team with two guys who fit perfectly with what the coach described. I mean, when Brian Callahan went in his press conference, his opening one, and said he looks for guys with great length who can pass block, and he talked about his draft strategy of wanting guys from big colleges that have played big games, Notre Dame, Texas, talked about wide receiver, guys who can win on the outside with great length and have speed. I mean, hello? Like, you could not walk away with a more perfect pairing than A.D. Mitchell and Joe Alt. Like, absolutely blown away. Absolutely blown away. It would be perfect. So, again, I had other options. And when we talk about a potential trade down, if Adonai Mitchell is there, then I'm taking him. All right? But if he's not there and you take him off the board, Xavier Worthy, Xavier Leggett, Tez Walker, you know, Patrick Paul, Zach Frazier, like, that would just be a perfect situation for the Titans to trade down five, six, seven, eight picks, collect a day one, or a, a, you know, top 100 pick late in the third round, early in the fourth round, and then still get a good wide receiver anyways. I mean, that is that is where the value is going to be. The Titans jumped up last year. This year, the ability to jump down and have someone jump up like that would be absolutely perfect. So Joe Olt and Adonai Mitchell, I mean, couldn't be any better than that, right? Let me know down below what you guys think. But I can't think of a better pairing to start the draft than that. Now, the Titans don't have another pick after 38. For 69 picks, okay? Nice. Not nice, though, if we think about it. Pick 107. All right, pick 107. The fourth round. I had options. I really started looking at cornerback. Because you got a guy like Kalen King from Penn State who was available. Also, some other positions. You look at Bucky Irving, the running back from Oregon. Small, shifty guy. Look at it, but still tough. You look at a guy like Cedric Van Praan, center from Georgia. Couldn't make some, even with Lloyd Cushenberry in tow. Cushenberry probably be on a on a three-year deal, but two years of guaranteed money. You bring in a young center, you let him develop as a backup interior guy, and then in two years, you still got two years of their rookie contract to play them as a starter. That was an option. But instead, I stuck with, and the Midwestern boy that I am is going to show up here. Uh, and I can't help it, okay? I cannot help it. But I went with a cornerback who is big, who is physical, who is from a power five school, 
played big football games, and that is Cam Hart from Notre Dame. The Titans don't need a slot cornerback. They have Roger McCreary, who is a really good slot cornerback. The Titans need a physical outside corner. And Cam Hart is six foot two, 200 pounds, with long arms. He is a disruptor on the outside. And what I really like is he is physical. Cam Hart is willing to come up and lay a pad on somebody. He's going to be involved in the run game. He is going to get up and run fits. He is going to make tackles as well. Now, you'd like to see some more ball production from him. I get it, but the ability to get up, play against, I mean, he's playing against good wide receivers every single year, playing at Notre Dame, going up against good wide receivers. So you give me a big physical cornerback who's willing to tackle with long arms. I love Cam Hart in the fourth round. Remember, we're in the fourth round here. I'm not taking Cam Hart in the second round. Fourth round value here. I love grabbing Cam Hart. I love that. And yes, another Notre Dame guy. Another Midwest guy. I don't really care if you don't like it. These are tough, physical football players who have played in big games and big spotlights, and that is what Brian Callahan said. So with our first three picks here, with the first three picks, Joe Alt, left tackle. A.D. Mitchell, wide receiver. Cam Hart, cornerback. I mean, let me know down below, but I feel like I'm cooking here. I feel like I'm absolutely cooking here. And then we get to round five. You betcha, I'm staying in the Midwest. So I know, I know that we got Tajay Spears. I know that I gave a one-year, $3.5 million deal to Zach Moss. I know. But there was a lot of great value at running back on the board. And one thing that we have to consider here is, because of NIL, there's not a ton of great options in day three. All the juniors that would come out, not as many now because they're making money in college. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. But day three of the NFL draft isn't going to be maybe as good as it's been in recent history because of NIL and there just aren't as many underclassmen coming out in the draft. So I'm taking who I think is a playmaker, who I think can pair perfectly with Tajay Spears, not only for this year, but for years to come. And it's Braylon Allen. The big-bodied, six-foot-two running back out of Wisconsin. Another guy who has played in big games, big program, physical. He's been productive. And one thing that really stood out to me about Braylon Allen in my research here, he can catch the ball. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Is he going to be running a, a, a streak route? Is he going to be lining out at wide receiver and running routes? No. But... He can catch the ball out of the backfield on a flat route, out of the backfield on a swing route, and make guys miss. All right, so he can break tackles. He can run with power. He can use his size, but he also has home run speed. No, it's not Derrick Henry, all right? We can't expect people to be Derrick Henry. But Braylon Allen does give you a little Derrick Henry light vibes, okay? A little, little Derrick Henry Jr. vibes. Except for I think he's a better pass catcher out of the backfield than Derrick Henry and has more fluidity. That way you're not pigeonholing yourself when Braylon Allen's in the game. It's like, oh, they're running the ball. They can't throw it here. But you don't have those same detriments, I guess. So you get a big physical guy like Braylon Allen this late in the draft in the fifth round, pick 141. And I think you've got a home run threat who can, who can be a perfect, perfect pairing with Tajay Spears. And look, there are other good running backs in this draft. I mentioned Bucky Irving, Ray Davis. I like Frank Gore Jr. 
as well. Dylan La- uh, Labe, I think I'm saying that right. Labe, you know what I mean? Pronunciation. I spent so much time on pronunciation, making sure I pronounce all these names right. Either way, there are other good running backs, but out of the ones that were available to me at this point in the draft, I mean, I, I think Braylon Allen would be a perfect fit for the Titans in their zone run scheme as well. He's a guy who's going to do much better in zone scheme than gap. So I love Braylon Allen in the fifth round. Be a perfect fit. But now we got to get into the other day three selections for the Titans because I, I think I found some quality depth pieces and dart throws in the, in the last day of the draft. So we're going to get to that in just a moment. Before we do, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. Number one, introducing the 2024 Nissan Rogue. It's perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class exclusive. Google built-in is your always updating assistant that you can call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Also, check out the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Has room for up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced available 4x4 capability. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds towing, when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Make sure that you shop NissanUSA.com. Titans fans, let's cap off today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. It's a seven-round mock draft capping off off-season roadmap week. If you missed any of the previous episodes this week, make sure that you check them out. It's a great primer to get you ready for the Titans all-season. Also, not the Titans, but the cuts are starting, folks. The Super Bowl is over, and the cuts are starting. For example, the Bears have cut Eddie Jackson. Uh, they've also released Cody Whitehair. I mean, cuts are going to start happening. I don't think it'll be a huge year for cuts for the Titans, like last year when they cut so many veterans. I don't think it's going to be that crazy, but they're de- Andre Dillard. I think Daniel Brunskill could be cut. The Titans are probably going to cut some low-end players um, off the roster, like Garrett Wallow or uh, Luke Gifford, for example, you know, players like that. So, If any of that stuff breaks over the weekend, I'll be here to discuss it with you. And we have to hope, cross your fingers, that one of those names is not DeAndre Hopkins. Let's hope he does not ask the organization to leave. All right, number one there. But we got to get into my final two, should be three. Pro football focus would get the draft picks, right? Should be three picks. But my final two picks for the Titans on day seven, or day three. Before we do... Want to let you guys know that Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And it's also now available on Amazon Fire TV uh, with their free Fire TV channels app. 
Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts from Locked On, plus coverage from our national shows on every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on free Fire TV channels app. But moving right along here, my final two picks. So far, we've had Joe Alt, Adonai Mitchell, Cam Hart, and Braylon Allen. Yes, I'm from the Midwest. Yes, I love my Midwestern football players. All right, sue me. Okay, sue me. But I'm staying in the Midwest. And if you guys know me, you know I had to get one. I had to get one in. And with the Titans' sixth-round pick, number 184, I took Steel Chambers, linebacker from Ohio State. Is he an athletic freak? No, he is not. Doesn't have elite speed. But here's what I'll tell you. If the Titans bring back a linebacker like Aziz Alshire, all right, and then they, Jack Gibbons is an exclusive rights free agent. He'll be back as depth. And then you have a guy like Otis Reese, who has incredible speed, back-to-back, former safety, sideline-to-sideline. What I'm looking for is, I'm looking for somebody who can be great in pass coverage. Who could be a potential nickel dime linebacker to come in and it's steel chambers. He's excellent in zone coverage, has great awareness of where to be, a great understanding. Uh, as a former running back, he has a good knowledge of offense and he plays with high motor, physical. At minimum, at minimum, he's going to be a guy who can contribute on special teams right away. All right, right away. And you guys maybe forget all the special team stuff, but it's the sixth round. It's the sixth round. It, like, if you get drafted on day three of the NFL draft, you better learn how to play special teams. Like, you know, not everybody's going to be Puka Nakua out here, okay? So, Steel Chambers, as a depth signing at, or depth pick at linebacker who can come in and be a guy who can focus on passing downs, I think that would be huge for the Titans because they don't really have that guy. Aziz Alshire, up and down in coverage. Jack Gibbons, not fast enough and athletic enough for coverage. Otis Reese, more of a downhill, sideline-to-sideline run stuffer. The Titans don't have that pass coverage linebacker guy. And I think Steel Chambers could give them that. While also, I just said, Garrett Wallow, Luke Gifford, cutting special teams linebackers. Steel Chambers could come in and be that. All right? Now, my final pick, and I know, I know, I'm staying in the Midwest. But I'm going with interior offensive line. Again, if you could get a project interior offensive lineman to develop behind Lloyd Cushenberry, who was who I signed in free agency on yesterday's show, I really like Tanner Bordellini, the center from Wisconsin. Look, he's a little undersized. He's not the biggest guy in the world. He's not quite as small as Aaron Brewer, though. You know what I mean? But a guy who's faced off against some of the best defensive line competition in college football, coming from the Big Ten, a purebred center who's had some experience playing the guard positions, but I think he's definitely a center. He has time, if he's playing behind Lloyd Cushenberry, to get his weight up, to develop his anchor, to work on his technique, and then in a couple of years, he can take over if need be. And at minimum, is good depth. Again, we are talking about the last round of the draft. I'm not expecting any day one starters here, all right? Guys who I can develop, who could be good role players. The Titans are probably going to move away from Aaron Brewer, probably going to move away from Corey Levin. They're going to need a backup center. I don't think 
that Peter Skaronsky or Nicholas Petit Ferrer or Dylan Radins. I don't think any of those guys are a quality backup center. So you need one. And I think Bordellini could be a guy that comes in, let Bill Callahan work with him, let him get his weight up, let him get his strength up. I think he'd be a great option for the Titans down the road. And at minimum, at minimum, get yourself a quality backup interior offensive lineman because you need to be seven or eight deep on the offensive line no matter what if you want to survive in today's NFL. So, like I said, the Titans will have another seventh-round draft pick in this draft. Um, it's it's a conditional pick, so until the final order is set, maybe Pro Football Focus won't update. So there'll be another dart throw in there, and we'll get to that when you know we get later in the process. But, I mean, I think I did pretty well here, folks. Like, with the top three picks, the top four picks, you really can't beat that. That's a great haul for the Titans to add to what they had last year and add to what should be a very strong free agent class. But let me know how you feel about my draft down below. Let me know about some changes you would make. Um, obviously, there may be guys that you want at certain places that weren't available to me because they were already off the board. But with that being said, that's not just going to finish today's episode. That is the end of All Season Roadmap Week. Crazy that we made it. But that is going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans. <laughs>